On this edition of Breaking Into, we're talking to someone who is the 19th of 21 children and a success story that you need to hear next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, Breaking Into. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Breaking Into here on Black Hollywood Live. I'm your host, James Law Jr. And I'm just so glad you guys can join me this Sunday evening uh, to bring you interesting guests. And this person is very interesting. My guest is the one of 21 children. He is the father of four. He is the only one to graduate uh, college. He has several degrees, and he has a new book. No Love, No Charity, The Success of the 19th Child. And I'm glad to have him on my show. It's just, I'm just, I'm, we're going to have a good discussion. Mr. Paul Lamar Hunter. Hello, Paul. Thank you for having me on tonight. I'm excited. My pleasure. Okay, so I come from a big family myself, not 19 or 21. <laughs> I come from a big family myself. And um, I just want to ask you, first of all, do you talk to all of your siblings? I talk to all of my siblings at least about uh, once once a week. Um, I would call them up or sometimes they would call me up and we'll talk about life, talk about um, um, our um, adult children. Uh, a lot of my um, siblings are grandparents at this particular time, so they'll talk about their grandkids, their, um, their kids, and how they are making that um that um, transition into being a being a grandparent um, in time with grandchildren. So and and we just we talk about a lot of things. So uh, you know, um, I love my siblings. They are good to me, and I'm good to I'm good I'm good to. That's amazing because I'm a grandfather myself, and I have siblings who are becoming grandparents now, and we have kind of graduated to that next stage. I don't talk to all of them, all of mine. I'm like one of twelve, so I don't talk to all of them because just I mean all the time or like just I mean we're so spread out. But that's impressive if you talk to them on a re- at least on a regular basis. That's impressive. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, it's all about keeping the relationship fresh and. And having fun because we are adults now. And like I stated earlier, a lot of them are, are grandparents and also great great grandparents. So you got to understand that my mother is the mother of twenty one natural children. Wow. There is seventeen of us today, sixty three grandchildren. Oh sixty three grandchildren. Oh Eighty six great grandchildren. Oh and I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know. A You're like, okay, let me name them all for you right now. Like that's not that's not gonna happen, obviously. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Um I know it's amazing. I know I have some great nieces and nephews I never met before either, so sorry. Um the certain ones I'm just close to that are just nearby, so it kinda happens. I you know, there's something that you said, um and I don't know if it was the interview that I read, that I personally have experienced this. Um, I found out later, I have two grown daughters, and I found out later that I was the father that I didn't have. I didn't know it until I was grown. Um, and you say something where you go, your kids call you dad. And that is something that's very important to you. Can you explain to people out there who don't know why it's significant to you? you well, it's significant to me because coming from a big, huge family, we were not allowed in the Harner family to refer to mother as mom or mother. And that was very difficult. 
growing up in a household of only siblings. We did not have the best relationship with our mom because uh, my mother came from the South. She grew up in um, Vicksburg, Mississippi, mm -hmm. so she was part of that Jim Crow system. And that system was a system designed to arm people of color. And so my mother thought that the tools that she was giving was the best tools to her child, so her children. She did not allow us to call her mom or mother. We had to refer to her as a different name. And I talk about that in my No Love, No Charity, the success story of the 19th Child, mm -hmm. which is a great book. And by the way, this book has been adapted into a screenplay. Ooh. So Hollywood director and producers need to get in contact with me. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Please, folks. If I can be a conduit in any way to get you to that direction, please do. Um, what was? What did your mother want you to call her? What was it? Just by her name? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I I, normally, normally it's the other, it's the other way around. So I don't know. It's like they say you can't call me my name. You got to call me mother or mom or, you know, like or ma or, or Madea or whatever. Like, I don't What What name would you call her? Well, we had to refer to her as E, the letter E. Oh. And the letter E stands for something. Okay. And I cannot reveal it in the interview. You have to get the book. Okay. You will be taken aback by what the letter E stood for. Okay, we're in the interview. Okay, I'll see you guys later. I gotta go. No. Um, that's not, I'm, I'm, I'm totally intrigued, of course, now. You just said that. Jeez. Um, so that's very interesting. But I think, so that had a profound effect on you, though, that. It made you, when you had your own kids, it was important for them to refer to you. Because dad's a loving, it's a loving word. I mean, it's a word. It's, it's, it's a term of endearment. It's a term of respect. It's both, isn't it? Yes, yes. My children um, call me dad, call me father. But you know what? Since I have three adults right now, now they want to call me pops. And I say, <laughs> why pops? Because you are old. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. I'm a year older than you are. Well, and then another month I'll be two years older than you. So, yeah, they try to pull that stuff on us. I'm like, hello, we're not that old. <laughs> not that old. Mm -hmm. I got gray in my goatee, but that's, every, that's wisdom in my goatee, I was told. So I always say that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you have, so, so do you feel like you were the parent that you didn't really necessarily, the kind of parent you really wanted to your kids? I think that um, growing up in a family of 20 siblings, um, I have to give a lot of credit to my older siblings. Yes. So you got to look at this. The family that I came from, it was like a, it was like a basketball team. You have, your, mm. you have your starters, you have your bench, and you have your <laughs> reserve players. Your, so, bench. <laughs> your bench, I like that. You know, <laughs> yes. those, those starters, those first 10, you know, they were tremendous in the home. They helped out cooking. They helped out yeah. um, taking us a bath, doing homework with us, combing combing our nappy hair <laughs> yes. at nighttime, and, yeah. and, and 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 just being there for us. So my older siblings deserve a lot of credit because my mom was so into building her empire, yeah. and that is um, her homeless shelter. Yes, that where. It's a place where she will she would display love to to people that was less fortunate. But when she got home, it was a 
different face. She will display hatred, um, dismay, and she wasn't a woman that would build her children up. She 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 wanted to she wanted to see her children not become successful in life. And the reason why I say this is because everything in the Hunter home was always uh, derogatory statements, um, put downs. So I remember a time when I was getting ready to graduate from Gateway Technical College with my associate's degree mm-hmm. in business administration. My mom did not show up at my graduation. Wow. But my sister and my niece did. Yeah. But um, I, I went over to my mom's homeless shelter to see why. And so my mom came down. She really didn't want to interact with me. I tried to get a picture with her. She refused. Wow. And But she said this to me that made me... Um, want to go out and achieve success. She said to me, she said, I'm going to give you some parenting advice. And I said, what's that? She said, a child is not supposed to be successful in life until the parents are deceased. What? Those words, those words right there provoked me to go out and achieve my bachelor's degree in business administration from Upper Iowa University. So what she thought was negative and I knew something positive because I made history. I laid the foundation in the Hunter family by becoming the first child out of college, which is an amazing um, um, victory for for the Hunter family. What's really interesting is that. Um, we, I, I have, I had a father who I'm not close to myself. I'm named after him. Uh, we've had a rocky upbringing. And it's, it's interesting because you know where they come from because we're a generation born into during the civil rights movement. So they were born before that, of course, and they're coming of age during that time period. And then there were seventies and, and then the eighties. And it was, it, it must've been interesting for them to have these certain ideas that we find strange or find cold or find you know, just weird, but like for them was some real stuff going on in their brains when it came to their kids. So, I mean, how is it for you to like, you hear that, you grew up in a certain environment, how did you kind of push yourself through without that support? Uh, well, I had a, I had a great um, support system. You know, my siblings, uh, people in the churches, my school teachers, uh, people in the community, and they really stepped up to the plate. There was many times in the Hunter family where we did not have any food in the house. Wow. But a miracle was performed, seemed like, on a daily basis because people in the community stepped up, and they would knock on the door and leave a basket of food there wow. and take off, leave toys there, you know, leave little notes there. Mm-hmm. to say that I'm praying for the Hunter family. And so those words and those uh, people that was giving um, really impacted my life and also impacted my sibling lives at all. Mm-hmm. And so the city of Racine, Wisconsin, has been good to the uh, Hunter family. And so I appreciate that. And, you know, it's that village mentality, right? We come, you know, our ancestors yeah. come from the village. 
You yes, know? yes, yes. You help each other out. You help the younger ones, the older ones. And and I I always put that on all my shows and everything. I love. I just I'm a big village person um, in terms of how we need more of that in America, of course. But it's just so funny that your mother went into a profession to help people <laughs> and actually be a person of the, of the village to help homeless people, yet was cold at home. And it's very, it's a very, yes. and as you as a kid having to deal with that, I give you kudos for you know for overcoming that and saying I'm going to I'm going to be successful whatever it is in spite of this. Yeah, and that's 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 the reason why is is very important that you give other people that have similar stories a platform to tell their story because. There's a lot of young people out here today there that are struggling and they need to hear their story mm-hmm. because if I can bounce back from a setback, mm-hmm. they can also bounce back from a setback. And I deal with a lot of at risk students because I was considered at risk to go to jail, mm. to go to prison, to live an unproductive life. And so you look at what I have accomplished in my life, you would say it's amazing. You know, I was profiled in Black Emprise. Yes, you were. I was profiled mm-hmm. in Ebony Magazine, mm-hmm. not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been I've been in countless magazine publications and newspaper publications, and it is amazing mm-hmm. um, how I'm able to disperse out my message of hope, my message of not giving up. And that's what I want to say to young people or people in general, never give up. If you can go back a couple months ago when um, the Atlanta Falcons were playing the <laughs> New England in the Super Bowl, yes. everybody counted, yeah. counted New England out. Mm-hmm. And that right there was an indication don't count me out. Mm-hmm. It's not how you start. It's how you mm-hmm. finish. You can be in poverty. You mm-hmm. can be abused mentally, physically, and mm-hmm. spiritually, and still come out of it with grace and favor. You know, I always say this. I said this the other day on some show I did. There's no substitute for hard work um, and faith. Both. They both work hand in hand. You can always, you always have faith. You should always have faith. But hard work doesn't help either. I mean, it helps also. You know, the hard work, putting in the hours, um, making the sacrifices, doing the work. That's how you succeed, right? Yes, and that's what I did. I was able to surround myself with great men and women. And and I put in the work, my brother. And I, when mm-hmm. I say I put in the work, I put in the work. Mm-hmm. I put in overtime. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I just wasn't working 40 hours a week. I was working 70 hours a week. Yeah, not, I, trust me, I work a lot. I know how that is. Um, and, be, and because I want to, I mean, I found a field I love, so I, I work a lot in it, but I, I love it. And I and I know that the work, you have to continue doing the work to be successful, you know, to kind of move through life. And I'll also say you raising children, that's an also another successful thing you've done also. You have three adults. You have three people who hopefully are great members of society, right, that you, that you worked on. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I have a daughter. She's working Yes, um, Tyler committed my son that's eight in um, central high school. So, so that's you. 
12 smart, sharp, articulate um, kid. And I thank, I thank God for that because I was able to um, spend a lot of time with them um, academically and also what you know, coach them you know, and, and, and sports. So um, they are some pro- You know, it's it's uh, it, I always tell people the hardest thing. I mean, going to school is hard. Me doing TV sometimes can be hard, but to have to have someone, a human being's life in your hands, that there's no substitute for that. That's really hard. Yes, yes, yes. You know, so I think it's just, so. So, congratulations to you that there's, there's, these kids are doing stuff. Um, you know, so this book you decided. I, I'm sure it was a catharsis of, of sorts for you, but you also wanted to get a message out. Um, so, but what made you? What made you decide? What germinated in your brain to say, "I'm going to sit down and write a book"? Well, I wanted to share not only my story, but the Hunter family story. How we how we grew up in poverty, how we grew up neglected, abused, and we overcame the situation by surrounding ourselves with just positive people and going out to getting them help. And there's a lot of men and women out here that have is that have a lot of issues that have been abused spiritually, mentally, and physically, but they are afraid or they to get the help. And so. Um, I thank God for a lot of people that came into the Hunter family life to where where they were able to assist us to get the proper help. The men and women that we yeah. You know, there's uh, I like that the message of uh, I always say share paying it forward, sharing. Um that is some because sometimes we do feel like we're alone. We're busy in our bubble. And we're we're working and we're trying to make things happen, and sometimes frustration sets in sometimes, or just sadness or whatever. Or just feel like I just can't do this. To be able to pick up a book or hear an interview with someone saying, "I went through something similar," or "I have this is my story." Um, here you go. It really does help. Yes, 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 it does. And let me say this: the book "No Love, No Charity: The Success of the Nineteen Child." It's a great title because my mother homeless shelter was named Love and Charity. Oh, okay. And so I named No Love, No Charity, The Success Teen Child. So this book is a healing book. It's a book that will impact parents' life or people that are in the process of having a baby. They need to get this book. No Love, No Charity, The Success Story of the 19 Child. It's an emotional book. It's a parenting book. It's a game changer. It's a book that will make you cry, but at the end, it will make you smile. I like that. That's why it's very good. I like what you're saying. I have to emphasize it. Yeah. I like what you're saying. It's a book basically for several demographics. For the parents. For children, adult children, maybe children now. We just like it's, it's a demographic for everybody should read. It. Everybody should just read it. Everybody should just read the book and gain what they can and whatever pieces they can gain or relate to, uh, relate to it. I think I think that's the best. That's the best thing I think with the book. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm here to story. I want to see every man and women that read them together, and we cannot afford Yeah, I, I would say um, yes. I think I think it's completely uh, a useful book out there for people. Completely. Yeah. So, Paul. So, uh, finishing the book, you must feel really, really good about it because now it's like it's like your it's like your new child. You're birthing it out to everybody. Yes, yes. Um, it, it's just like, it, like, like you said. It's, 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 it's a. It's. I, I'm excited because it's like having a baby for. So. For me, a bad. It. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say we having we having a little bit of difficulty. Um, like it was coming in really clear, and all of a sudden there was a little difficulty. He's calling from another part of the country, and I'm over here, so it's it's just kind of uh, about this book. But the book is called No Love, No Charity: The Success of the Nineteenth Child. Um, Paul Lamar Hunter. It's it's going to be a really good read, and I think and the reason why I have him on the show is because I love sharing stories, but they have like an unusual twist. Him being nineteen, you know, child of twenty-one kids. I mean, you can. I mean, I don't know anybody out there can imagine being one of twenty-one kids. I mean, I thought my family was big enough, but it's something that I think people should literally read this book and just kind of see what kind of conclusions you get out of it because everyone has a story and people do succeed. Um, you know, sometimes we feel like we're alone, and it's just not. It's not a. And you really aren't alone. You can just you're busy doing stuff, and it just you're busy trying to make things happen. It can be really tough out there. And it's good to hear other stories. Um, I I personally, by all the work that I do, I try to share my stories with people too all the time, and that's why I bring people on the show to bring them and talk about uh, different things. And his stories are so amazing. Um, and sometimes you can have parents that aren't the kindest or warmest, but that shouldn't stop you from you know, working your life and making and living and living a destiny. I mean, it's everyone has a chance and everyone can, it's the world, especially in America, we're very fortunate. We can actually make things happen for ourselves. Um, education is out there and I know it's sometimes expensive and there's things, but there's ways to do things. It may take a little longer than expected, but you can get there. And I think his story is just, it's just the best. And I, and I just, and the fact that he has kids of his own and paid it forward and, and changed things. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing thing. And I, I wonder how many other people out there who may have been around our age, he's around my age, um, or that time period said, never mind and gave up. I mean, it's just one of those things that I hope people overcome it, but some people don't. And he's a great example of someone who, um, who overcame that and said, I'm going to persevere and be the best Paul I can be. And I think it's very, that's something that's very important. You know, we're trying to call him and stuff. Um, we, well, one of these days, we're going to have him in studio on the show. We're going to have him come in in studio when he's in town. I know he's working really hard back there. And uh, so, Marissa, what do you think? It's a Jigsaw Junior show. This is my show bringing into, of course. Um, yeah, we're, doing our, we're doing our best, folks. Just, it just you know, this is live television, and I love it. Um, it's all I like being real. Um, but he's somebody that uh, I uh, we connected. God, about I think about a year ago. 
um, and start talking, and it's just been something we were able to do this now, and uh, and I I agree with the whole older siblings thing because I you know I was in the middle, so I was taken care of, and I had to take care and I had to take care of <laughs> say that five times fast, so I, was, I had to take care of people. And I had to take care of the younger ones, and I raised I raised one of them myself actually. And uh, it can be, it can be when you're in it, you're just doing it. And sometimes you have resentment, sometimes you have the other things that happen. But as I get older, and as they as they've thanked me for things, and, I, and my older siblings too, I've thanked them for things they've done for me. It's invaluable, and uh, which is kind of how family life is when you have big a lot of kids. And I and I know my stepdad. I think he's one of fifteen or sixteen. And I had another stepdad who was one of 15. I'm like, it's, it's a, a lot of children. I couldn't imagine. Um, I thought I had enough living in a two-bedroom house. You know, so. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. Hello. Hi. Okay. I was actually vamping up your book. I was talking about it. I was giving it a good push. And I was telling, I was telling your story. I was, I was telling, like, and how glad I'm having you on the show. Hey, hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so, 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 yeah, tell me about this is live television, of course. Um, and well, one day when you're in LA, you gotta come sit next to me and when you're in LA one of these days on the show, of course. Hey, hey, I would love to come out to LA to sit next to you and uh, have a um, great interview. I think um, having me present in the studio would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I like the confidence. No, yes, no, two of us together would be just it'd be magic. I'm like, hello, it'd be magic. Just, so we'll just share stories about coming from big families. And I was just tell, I was just saying while, while we were trying to reconnect with you that I think your book is so important because a lot of us feel like we're on our own. We feel like we're alone. We get frustrated. We get tired. We get all these different emotions. But sometimes it's good to hear someone else's story and go, oh, okay, he did do this. Despite you know a cold mother or twenty one kids or like you really did this. I mean, this is this is. I think it's a great thing. Yes, I, like like I said, um, all the obstacles, the adversity that I had been through, um, I overcame. I went against the odds, and you look at my story, you will say it's amazing because this guy grew up in drama. Hmm. In all the things that he had been through, he never made any excuses. Listen, the most important thing I can say that my mother is not perfect. Right. There's a lot of parents out there that are not perfect. Parents will make mistakes. I don't hold any animosity, any hatred in my heart for my mom. Mm My mom... It's not, I have to emphasize that, mm-hmm. but I love my mom because she gave me life. Yes. The tools that was given to her, she thought it was the norm, but in reality, it was the abnorm. So she's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And parents are not perfect. They will make mistakes. But I had learned in this process, you have to forgive and you have to move forward. So if any of your listeners um, listening to this interview, forgive and move, move forward. Don't hold on to the past. Let's move forward. Life is too short. Go out and get the book, No Love, No Charity, The Success Story of the 19th Child. You can visit my website, paulamarhunter.com. Paulamarhunter.com. Paulamarhunter.com is the website. Uh, he is on he's, uh, he is on Twitter and other things, APLH19. He is on there. And uh, so, Paul... We're going to just close this out. 
I just want to say thank you for being on my show. The book is great. It's called No Love, No Charity, The Success of the 19th Child, Paulomar Hunter. You and I will talk soon off, off camera, off the air. Uh, but thank you, my friend, for coming on, and, we will, and I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks. on, sir. Thank you. So, guys, so yes, this is, gonna be, this is a great, this is a great book. I can't wait. I can't wait to read it myself. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna cry the whole time trying to read this book too, and, and find things that I that I can relate to in it. So, you guys, of course, you can follow us on the Breaking Into Facebook page. And I want to thank you for being uh, uh, for being patient as we were going through our technical difficulties. Um, but again, this is a great book, great story. We'll have him in the studio one of these days when he comes to LA. Uh, you can follow us on BHL Online on Twitter. I like the tease all like that. Twitter. Uh, you can go on iTunes, go on YouTube, go to Breaking Into. It's on the Black Hollywood pay, live page. Breaking Into is there. All my episodes are there, um, including this one. I'll be there also, and you can uh, watch any of the ones there. And they're really great. Comment, subscribe, subscribe to the to the YouTube channel. There's a lot of great other, there's a lot of great other shows on this network. Uh, we're devoted to diversity. We're devoted to talking about issues that affect not just the black community but all communities. And and this show, I try to do this all the time too. I have some great guests coming up. In April, so you want to follow the Facebook page, and then you will see who's coming up next. Again, I'm James Lott Jr. You can follow me at James Lott Jr. on all social media platforms, and I will see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram us at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.